Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 14, Episode 12, Robin versus Cody. The main event. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) What we're all here for. We've been building for this for a while. So another episode primarily focused on Cody and Robin arguing about renting versus buying. Um, Before we get started. Before we get started, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Okay. Bring cleaning. Bring cleaning. So we have a listener survey that is currently live for you all to help us make the podcast even better by letting us know your opinions. First of all, thanks to everybody who's already gone in and submitted a response. We really appreciate the feedback. We'd love for more of you to go ahead and fill the survey out as well. It's going to help us figure out what we do next. So take a look in the episode description. We've got a link to the survey so you can go ahead and copy and paste that over into your browser. There's also a link directly on our Podbean page as well. So if you go to survivingpod.podbean.com or just find it through our Twitter page too, that's probably easier. You'll see it. There's a giant orange button on the page. That you can't says, miss it. Survey. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. Even Robin would see it there. She might not be able to read it, but she would see it. No. Yeah, she just likes the colors. It's more <laughs> of a sensory experience for her. All right. Okay. So yeah, we'll we'll jump in with the TLC description here to get started. Robin's rental house has been sold out from under her, and she has only 28 days to find a new home. There are no rentals, and tensions run high, as Cody insists on buying a home, not wanting to stop building homes on Coyote Pass. When did they start building homes? I'm sorry. That's what I was going to ask. Robin (laughs) refused. I'm sorry, what? Did you watch the episode, TLC Description Writer? TLC. Robin refuses. It's an impasse. What description? Much description such describe. All right. Here's the rewrite. The better. Yeah. Description. Please hit me with it. 
Sister Wives devolves into a boring episode of House Hunters. Christine and Janelle rack up frequent flyer miles. Robin asks what Ernest means. Cody calls Craig. Craig. Oh, no. Yeah, that was that was probably my favorite part of the episode, though. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, now, Robin. Yeah. Robin's like, is it an Ernest movie? Is it Ernest <laughs> goes to <laughs> goes which, to the bank? Which one is this? Which I've seen. My favorite's Ernest. I like the Halloween ones the best. Personally. I only pay twelve dollars when I go to see an Ernest movie. Yeah, and Can that's, we put less down. Yeah, maybe less on the Ernest money. My my money's all tied up in the Halloween specials. I've already told you. Yeah, Robin was insufferable this episode. Wow, rare form. Rare, it, yes. And then her and Cody together, it's it just amplifies. It's like a magnifying glass. Just you, you know, just the concentrated beam of bad decisions that just incinerates the rest of the family. Mm. It's incredible. It's good TV. It's unbelievable. Put it that way. It's good TV, at least. Is it? Nobody else was watching, but it was good TV for us. <laughs> yeah, we've noticed, guys, there's been a, a steep drop-off <laughs> in what appears to be viewership, just judging <laughs> on the the lack of tweets during mm. the show. Yeah, everybody tuned in for the fight at Coyote Pass, and then since then, it's been steep decline to say the least but yeah we jump into uh the episode here with the house hunters domesticated version yep we pick up talking about robin's rental situation surprise um and they're going to look at a house the first house which spoiler alert is the house that they ultimately end up buying but robin's acting like she's not that into it it's five bedrooms too small it's not good enough too small not what she's looking for too small and cody's getting pushy yeah. That's Robin's main concern here. Yeah, he Getting pushy. Well, that's because Cody is concerned because they have really run the clock down at this point. Yeah. There's almost no time left to even close on a house should they put an offer in on one and attempt to buy something. Right. He mentions later in the episode that average closing time on a house, putting in the offer to closing is 45 days and they have 28 days. So they are already out of time. They're not in a good spot. They're they're quickly approaching becoming homeless. It's dangerous. It's we, dangerous. So we hear again about how Robin buying is going to set them back from building out on Coyote Pass. Like we get the concept already, but we keep hearing about it. It's a common theme throughout the entire episode. Robin's still claiming that if she's at all OK with buying a house, it's going to appear as though she's contributing to the erosion of the family culture oh, with no. them all being separated. So they don't like being separated. They don't want to be separated even longer. And she thinks she's prolonging that. She can't be held responsible. Sure, Jan. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. We'll see. Because you really don't buy a house that's, let's Eh. say, affordable. Economical. Yeah. No. Yeah. And basically, Janelle kind of rings in. You know, everybody does their own aside of their stance on it, too. Janelle wants them to build as a priority. Christine was buying houses in Flagstaff before it was cool. So let's put it that way. So she doesn't really have an opinion as to whether Robin buys or rents again. Yeah. And Mary, she found a rental in Flagstaff miraculously, right? But it was the same way that she deals with everything in her life. She just lowered her expectations and <laughs> it just fell right into her lap. So and that was it great. Just suddenly it works out. Yeah. She mentions how it's just her. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot easier for her to find a rental. And I was like, I'm sorry, Mary. Did you see the house that you just moved out of? Because when you moved into that, we all thought it's just you. The monster house. Yeah. Why are you living in such a big house? 
it'd be silly no. not to. It's the same price. So anyway, house number one, house that they ultimately purchase. It is Mary level extra. Mm. So I've got some deets for you guys. Straight from the property description on Realtor.com. Oh, my. A heavily wooded lot. Can we laugh at that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Trees. I repeat. In a the, heavily wooded lot. In the trees. A heated driveway. Oh. Two master bedrooms. A six burner cooktop. Commercial size refrigerator. Wine fridge. Overlooking the mountain. And guess what? Coyote Pass. Ooh. It's like two inches away from Coyote Pass. Spoiler. What do you think they'll put in the wine fridge? I don't know, but I can't wait for Mary to walk through this house. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to see the reaction. I'm going to I'm going to pee my pants a little bit. The first gathering that they have. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, holiday. I'm interested to see if they run this by the other wives before they purchase a home that's almost nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Or if that's just something that Cody and Robin go ahead and do. Executive decision. Yeah. Right. With the caveat that they are just out of time. They just had to make a decision. They had to do something. They had to make an offer. Your children were going to be homeless. I have a lot of theories. We'll talk about them in a bit. So Cody starts in with his master plan here to weaponize the children and guilt Robin into (laughs) buying a house. So this has been his plan the entire time. It's just this is the first time that Robin has been able to come along on the trip with them. Right. Yeah. And he and he hasn't been shy about that. Uh, But this is going into full effect and now bringing Robin along as well. Because for the first house that they walked through, it was just Cody and Robin going through that one. For houses two and three, they brought the whole family along. They made it a family affair. But we also get to meet Shelby, the real estate agent. Well, not meet, but we get to see her again. Right. So Shelby takes them to, this is house number two, a smaller home. And Robin has already forgotten all the details about it because when she starts telling the producer about where they are today, she mentions that it, it's like four bedrooms, four baths, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I've I'm already. Not, I'm not going to buy I'm it. not interested. I've already erased it from my memory. Uh, I'm not putting an offer on this. Yeah. Now, Cody, before they enter the house, makes sure that he pulls uh, Ariella aside. And <laughs> as any good parent would, he, you know, he starts to put the fear of God into her. Well, for, he gets on her level, as uh, Super Nanny would say. Yeah. and Right in her face. Right in her face. But he, he speaks so loudly that it's like almost on the verge of a yell. And he's kind of like, yeah, he's very in her face. He's staring right at her, but she's she's turned her head. She's looking the other direction. She's not interested in what he has to say as he starts telling her about how they have to leave their home. We need to leave our home. Like, Why? This three-year-old does not care. She also did not look like she was putting up a fight about having to walk through the house. No. First off. Okay. Yeah, no tantrum. It's really fun to walk through a house when you're little because it's not your money. You just run around. You point out things you like. You claim you a bedroom. You pick which room you want. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. That's it. That's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. No, but Cody's got to make this a traumatic experience for everyone involved. And I guess Ariella wasn't appearing... Uh, Anxious enough before they entered. <laughs> I was going to say enthusiastic enough, but that might be it. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, there's, there's no, there's no concern about right. her." So let's, uh, here, Ariella, do you know your social security number? <laughs> We're probably going to need to put you down on the paperwork for the loan. We'll see what your FICO score comes back as. If it's bad, you might get You might be out on the streets. Yeah, I don't know. If it's clean though, that'll if be good. It, yeah, I'm going to use that. <laughs> 
Yeah. So once again, Cody decides that he is going to put the kids in the middle of their issues. Robin versus Cody. The versus has the kids sitting right in the middle. Right in the middle. This is yeah. And this is Cody trying to make things easy, as he says. Right. Because they have this entire discussion before they walk into the house about how they're not going to argue. They're not going to get the kids upset. Robin doesn't want to use the kids as pawns. Eh, but, Too you late. know, she's also, as soon as they walk in, this realtor, Shelby, is definitely thinking this is a waste of her time. Because as they're walking through the house, Robin is still talking about how she wants a rental. A rental's just going to fabricate magically. God's going to give it to me. At the last moment. So, uh, yeah, this realtor has to be like, you know, I could have been like at an open house today. I could have been doing something with my time that was going to make me money. But instead, I'm walking around with these idiots again. Speaking of idiots. Oh, God. (laughs) Self-titled. Well, before we jump to that, too, there was a a conversation in the kitchen, too, that really bothered me because Cody keeps referring to Robin. He's done this in a few episodes, too. But I noticed it again in this one where he he refers to her as Mrs. Brown. But that was a good call out. It's very off-putting because it's just like another way to kind of tout the legal wife status almost and um i'll have to keep an eye out for previous seasons or anybody who's listening who can think of other instances where he's referred to the wives as mrs brown directly when interacting with them i just thought it was strange that would be an interesting thing to track as we go back and watch old episodes yeah how does that how does it change throughout the seasons of who he calls mrs brown or love or love or anything else for that matter because it seems like it kind of correlates to who he is most interested in at the moment. The favorable wife. The, f- the favorite wife. Cody explains to Shelby that he moved to Flagstaff, an idiot. Hmm. And the best part of the scene is Brianna, who's standing in the background. You know, the camera guy was like, okay, I've got the shot. Stay in here. Yeah. And I really wish it was the cameraman who later on goes to visit Maddie along with Janelle with the... Extreme close-up. The extreme close-up. Yeah. Uh, because she makes the face that we all are making at home as we watch when Cody says that he moved here an idiot. It's a good expression. It was it was classic. It was ac- and it was an accurate expression from Cody's side of the story as well. <laughs> um, because, yeah, he, he had moved here an idiot. He had moved under the assumption that his Vegas houses were built in six months and figured, hey, building in Flagstaff? Even if we doubled that, nine to 12 months, we could totally do that, right? We'll be, we'll be built. Yeah. No, impossible. Shelby knows you're an idiot, Cody, because she successfully sold you Coyote Pass, which, if you recall, was covered in prairie dog plague. Still is. Still is covered over there in prairie dog poop. And you thought that a drainage ditch was a fucking pond. That's when she knew she made a sale. <laughs> was when everybody got excited about She's the waiting for that moment. Yes. She's like, all right, I'm going to show up to this house a little early. I'm going to dig a hole in the backyard. <laughs> and maybe they'll think that it's a pond. That, that was the plan all along. It'll be the selling point. <laughs> so Cody learns what utilities are after he moves to, <laughs> yes. to, to Arizona and figures out that infrastructure, guys. Oh, yeah. He did not get the memo about the fact that he purchased undeveloped land. It's undeveloped. It's in a flood zone. It's covered in prairie dog plague. It has a drainage ditch. It doesn't seem like the ideal piece of property. It's not great. 
But maybe something's giving us an idea of why there wasn't so much competition for this piece of land. Right. <laughs> I was stupid when I moved here. Now everyone has enlightened me. It'll take two years to get our houses built. Like enlightened me. I'm sorry. How do you not ask any questions when you buy a piece of property and your plan is to build a house on it? And you've never done that before. Yeah. They've, they've built houses from a builder. That's a very different experience where you very walk in different. and you say, I want, well, first of all, they tell you what, Here are the lots. what houses they, what lots, the lots, which are already ready for you to build on, which home you're going to get structurally. You can maybe make a couple of changes, but that's all based on what's available from your choices. And then you choose the finishings. That's it. This is a completely different experience. You have no idea what it's going to cost you to get the property set up to be in a place that's livable, i.e. utilities, how much it's going to cost to have houses built there because you're not working with the builder and you're not building on a large, it's not a builder who's building on a large scale like you would in a community like that, like a prefabricated community where you're just walking in and saying, okay, give me these four lots, but there are probably a hundred other houses that are being built at the same time. So the materials are cheaper. And what else we were talking about too, with the the distance from the road too, even just for their right, their plots of utilities. land too, and how far you have to run all those connections to tap into those existing yeah. systems, it's insane. I don't, I don't, and then the flood zone. <laughs> flood zone's At a no whole other point, thing. You no point you discovered there was a flood zone in the process of buying this this piece of property. Usually, and, it's listed. Uh, okay, I'm mad at Janelle because Janelle is a fucking real estate agent. If anyone knew the right questions to ask, shouldn't it have been her? Yeah, but I mean, I guess she never really did just land sale. She just did, you even, know, even so residential. Before you bought something like that, wouldn't you maybe ask some other people who work with you? Like, hey, who do you have an idea? Anybody ever done this before? Anybody know anyone who who's done this or who works with an architect or or something? Someone that has any idea what you should be looking for or be worried about when you buy a piece of land to build on. Just just putting that out there. That's my rant for this evening. Perhaps the first of many. I have had two glasses of wine at this point. We'll, we'll see. Somehow Cody gets on the topic where the problem here, the problem that we're facing right now is that Robin is so loyal to the whole family and this big picture idea that it's hindering her from doing something that she needs and that her kids need right now. Yeah, this annoyed me. I was like, all they've been doing is arguing for multiple episodes now. What is this, the third episode of them arguing about renting versus buying? Second or third, yeah. Yeah, it's the third, third because they went to, yep. in between, they took Chicago. a trip. Well, they were, st- a trip. they were still arguing even though they were in different states. Exactly. <laughs> the tension was there, guys. I was like, so how does Cody go from being irritated with her where it seems like when he's mad at all the other wives he's such a dick to them and he takes it out on them to an extreme measure how is he taking what's going on right now which is really robin being delusional and idiotic and selfish and selfish in some ways and somehow he's twisted that into this idea that robin is being so loyal to the family that she's like a fucking martyr right now she's getting credit for being the family martyr so positive yeah Meanwhile, who knows? I mean, my opinion, I think Robin may be a manipulative bitch. Is this the plan? Does she know how to press Cody's buttons well enough that she knew that 
this would how this would be how he would rationalize it in his brain because Robin can do no wrong. So if she's causing him problems, it's only because she's trying to put the rest of the family first because she's just so great. When you're praying as hard as Robin, you can do no wrong, really. I'm like, any so way you cut it, she's gonna get credit for all of this, and then she's gonna get her ass in that first class house. Oh yeah, that's how it's gonna work. She's gonna get dibs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first shot. It's like the more she tells Cody she doesn't want to buy a house, the bigger a house Cody looks to buy her. To convince her that the it's the right thing the to house. do. Yeah. It has to be awesome. To get her excited. that Because that's another her, point that he Her, it made. has to get the kids excited. It has to make them feel like the money they're going to spend is worth it. Cody is a closer. He's And so at this point, he's doing upsell. He's upselling mm-hmm. himself. That's an interesting uh, vantage point now, on it. We had a great cut here. Next, because Christine is rolling up to Aspen's house in Utah to some fat beats. Yeah. In her black SUV with the windows up. Mm-hmm. AC on blast. <laughs> so she gets there and we learn that Aspen and Mitch are living in good old Uhi. In- Uhi. <laughs> Me Good old you Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo <laughs> chocolate drink. In good old Lehigh. We've gotten some feedback. About the Lehigh call. This is why the listener survey is important. It's a big deal. Go put your input in there because we're getting mixed Mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. So it's up to you. We're crowdsourcing this. Right. Is this the last Lehigh yell? That's up to you. I'm just trying to do it like like the good old fashioned Texas Roadhouse Lehigh. Well, hit us with one last Lehigh. This might be the last one, guys. Better make it worth it. Let's enjoy it. Enjoy it together. The theme of this episode when it comes to the other wives, um, which we really only see Christine and Janelle in this episode. Yeah, Mary goes MIA. Mary's busy. I don't know what she's doing. I guess we find out next week. I guess moving all her shit by herself. Again. Since we skipped that. Yeah, thank God. The one move we didn't see this season. She had the extra move at the beginning. So they were like, okay, no more Mary moves. So going back to, to that point, the theme of this episode seems to be that Christine and Janelle take trips to see some of their kids and they just tell their kids what we've been watching this season. Mm -hmm. Christine is at Aspen's and she's telling her all about the ordeal of the moves they've been through so far. Flagstaff is beautiful. Robin needs to move. Aspen can't believe these bitches have been moving so much. Yeah. Like what? What's been going on there? (laughs) Are you kidding? How many times? Mary's moved three times. So she tells Christine that she did the right thing by buying a house. Which, of course, we already know that from Christine. Yeah, but Christine's not trying to rub it in that hard, you know? She just says, she, I bought, I bought, I bought. That's that's pretty much all she said this season about it. Well, and, and she feels like she can't weigh in on Robin's experience because Robin doesn't want to buy. And Christine's like, well, I bought. So, I mean, like, I can't really say don't buy. <laughs> yes. So that's where we're at next. They're on the couch and that's the exact conversation that they're having. And Christine's explaining herself and again, how she bought her house and how, you know, it set them back a little bit. But Robin then takes it upon herself to get on her soapbox and talk about how she just can't do that to the family. It'll delay building if Robin buys and she she's not having it. But how freaking awkward. Christine's talking about how she bought her house and then Robin is ranting about how terrible buying a home is because it 
it basically fucks everything up for the rest of the family. How would that make you feel if you're Christine? I would say, well, it didn't in my case, (laughs) but that's why I would never survive in a polygamous family. I also bought a house that is significantly less money than the one you end up buying, Robin. And it could buy a whole nother house with the difference. And it cost me less than what my house sold for in Vegas. Yeah, I... Eventually, we. I wish that that I wish that that would get brought up. I want to see somebody say something about the cost of the house they ultimately buy, because I understand if you want to buy a house, you kind of are in a situation where it seems like you need to. But did you have to spend that much? No, no, probably not. All right. But enough chit chat. It's fucking hummus time. It is. It is. It's time to dig in to some hummus. Hummus. Because Christine, we learn, has the best hummus recipe of all time. She has perfected hummus. Yes. That's that's how desperate they are right now for material. We're talking about hummus. They're like, sure, Christine, can you riff on hummus for like five more minutes a little bit? <laughs> we need to fill some time. She did end up posting the recipe for her hummus on Twitter. It took a little bit of coaxing. Yeah. at first. Guys, it was, she played a dirty mm, trick on mm, us. Mm, mm, In the episode, the producers kept where she said that she was going to post the recipe on Twitter, which I wonder if they, if they told her was in there because I don't know that she had it prepared. It didn't seem like she was ready to press send because she decided that this was a golden opportunity to promote her freaking MLM business. Again, LuLaRoe. She tried to get us to join the group. At first, she said that you had to join the group and she was going to post the recipe tomorrow. And we were like, nah. No. Now. Bait and switch. Yeah. So we we started a riot on her post. Not really, though. I mean, there was like five of us on Twitter tweeting about. I think she got some pressure, guys. She got some pressure, though. That's for sure. Because she ended up posting the recipe like 10 minutes later. Yeah. So So we retweeted it. It's on our Twitter, too. But it's on hers also, obviously. Yeah. It's nothing groundbreaking. Yeah, it's mostly. It's hummus. It's chickpeas, you know, some seasoning. Aspen was already talking shit about the recipe before they made it. She was like, yeah, it needs more flavor. I know. She was like, you know, I don't really like your hummus. But Christine explains that away, too, is There are people who don't like my hummus, but they're probably insane individuals. As they're preparing the hummus, because not only did they talk about hummus, but they made the hummus. Oh, yeah. Uh, The house shifts to the biggie house. The house shifts. (laughs) The house shifts off its... The house will settle. The house shifts off its axis. (laughs) It's a new house. It's going to take some time to settle. (laughs) So they start talking about the biggie housey and... Christine is talking to Aspen about it and kind of what her thoughts on it were, which I think it seems like Aspen was probably aware of to begin with. But Christine tells her, you know, that it was it was hard telling the other wives, you know, that she she didn't like it. And how can you bring up such a harsh conversation of I I love you, but I don't want to live with you? Yeah. How do you say that to someone? I told them I love you and I don't want to live with you. It was comical. It was great. It was. It was perfect. It was, but I was like, all right, Christine. I mean, you didn't really say that. Not re- it took her a long time. It, like she said, it it took them a month and a half to have these conversations. Like, they were talking about this way too much. As we all know, we all know. Yeah, we're done with that conversation. We felt it. Um, And Cody apparently is still pissed at Christine for having killed that dream. He's still walking around with that chip on his shoulder. As expected, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... Cody doesn't give me a reason to think that he wouldn't. What if they had already started construction of the Biggie Housie and Robin had to buy a house? Yeesh. Yeah, because 
I don't know if they even finished pulling utilities, basically. It's like... No, but they probably would have invested a lot of money. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Christine then tells us that she has a lot of envy for the living situation that Aspen and Mitch have. And really where that's coming from is because they're close to family. So um, Aspen talks about how her grandma's there, that they're near Mitch's family, um, and that that's one of the reasons why they wanted to live in Utah. So it seems like Christine, you know, everybody, I think, in this family wants to live near family. Well, and then some people are granted that privilege and other people it's neglected. Yeah, like Christine. So she does mention to us that, uh, you know, they had to choose basically between being able to live openly as polygamists or living near their kids. But didn't they have that in Vegas? Uh, They did. To live openly? Because nobody gives a shit what your religious views are in Vegas. Right. Nobody cared. This was just going to be a move that saved them a lot of money. Remember? It was going to be great. Yeah. Because then that was, yeah. That is not what ended up happening. That is not what happens. Mm -hmm. So this is when... We cut to a group discussion on the couch as well. And the producer asks off camera. So when do you guys think you'll move out to the property? And Janelle immediately says never. Yeah. That was like an instantaneous response. It's just something we talk about. We're not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> never. Is, we just sit on this couch and we talk about it. This but is just something we, it's just a storyline that we film for this show. Not real. Cody admits and assures us that he has a two year plan. Thank which, God. Which I don't even know. I would love to see the, the blueprints for that. And then Mary says, I don't see it happening in the near future. So I guess two years isn't technically the near future because for them, that's two moves and that's essentially a lifetime away. Yeah. Mary was really thinking about how she was planning to be in and out in two years here. Yeah. You know, get the house. She was looking for now. Separate. Oh, yeah. Sell the house, free up some cash and blow out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a handful of popcorn shrimp and blow out of there. Christine acknowledges that everything they said was going to be a benefit from moving right. to Flagstaff, like saving money, mm-hmm. being all together on Coyote Pass as a family. Cul-de-sac 2.0. Right. All that shit didn't happen. No, and it's not going to happen anytime soon, guys. No. They moved, and it seems like this is just a bunch of broken promises, but somehow Christine has not come around to finally marking this down as a mistake. She still thinks they did the right thing. She just wants to build, move out there, 
and stay out there. No more moving. Which I have to say, Christina's looking fabulous. So it seems like she's thriving. The lifestyle changes, whatever she's doing out there. They got the parks in Flagstaff. It's working for her. She's loving it. So good for you. Good for you, Christine. On to house number three back in Flagstaff. Yeah. It's almost decision time, right? On the, uh, the house hunters list. You have to, you have to name the houses too, I guess, but they didn't do that. They skipped that part. Yeah. It was very confusing. They should have named the houses. They made too many graphics earlier on in the season. They couldn't come up with the... They didn't have the budget. Yeah, they had the... The intern was already at overtime, guys. Robin gets her wish, and they look at a seven-bedroom home. Woo! Why seven bedrooms? Because... Why? I need them. I need... Just in case. So that's Robin and Cody, Dayton, Aurora, Brianna. Apparently, they can't share a room. No. Saul and Ariella, who doesn't ever sleep in her own bed. Right. She still co-sleeps. And the bun in the oven. Oh. oh. Uh, how do we put this delicately? Robin, Robin swole. Oh, no. I was going to say oh. Robin looks like she's in a delicate state. Oh, I did not. I did not phrase mine as, <laughs> as uh, eloquently. Robin we is are... looking rounder in areas Ooh. that would make you think a delivery is on the way in the future. Hmm. That or her school marm outfits are really not doing her body justice. Okay. So it's it's suspicious given the fact that Cody and Robin had that little that little chat on the couch in front of all the other ladies about if they had a baby, what do they think the baby would be? Right? That was weird. Yeah. It was like At you Christmas mean, time. I didn't like that. Do you know some, No, then there was a second one when they had the gender reveal. Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that either. So I don't like any of this. I don't like where this is going. I don't know, y'all. If she was pregnant at the time, the baby never, the baby never materialized. Because <laughs> we're a year later now. Unless she's hiding that baby, which who knows? That would be an amazing twist to the next season. You know what they had to do? It explains why they haven't built on Coyote Pass either. They needed to appease a witch who lived in the woods on the property. By providing a child that they have to sign a sacrificial child that they had to sign over, to, over to the lady of the woods. Oh, Mary. Well, it, eh. Mary. No. So the lady of the woods is going to shed her humanly body. What would you say? Her, her mortal she's coil. Gonna, she's going to shed her vessel. Okay. And then Mary's going to come onto the property and it's going to inhabit Mary and Mary will become the, what is it? The Witch of the Woods? The Lady of the Woods. The Lady of the Woods. Yeah. So I think that's my official theory. If anybody is that interested. Stay tuned. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, it could be that she just wants a guest bedroom, but that's not... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe I'm overthinking things. Now that I'm thinking about it, looking back on it, I might have took that in a different direction, I guess. You guys, this is like... (laughs) This is like day 10 in the house. We're going down Ah. some deep, some deep, dark paths. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Next surprise about this house. (laughs) Oh, no. Careful. The next surprise about this house is that it is not in their current school district. But the kids need a positive experience, no matter what. Okay, why? (laughs) (laughs) Remember, that's the goal. Why did you go to this house? Because there's nothing to rent. We got no options. I get that, but maybe this is a house that you look at just 
just Cody and Robin. Yeah, the, the house number one approach. Not Maybe the, they could have done yeah, that. Yeah, not the kids. No. Because, again, remember the goal that is to not upset the kids again? Don't stress my kids out. All that did was make Cody hellbent to stress them out. Because instead of keeping the tension down, things escalate quickly. Very quickly. And Cody Which, is so desperate for allies, to anybody to be on his side for this argument, that he's... Bring them in. Get them excited about a house. This house is awesome. Yeah, it's outside the school zone, but I'll bring that up later. I just need numbers. These kids need, don't understand anything. I need, I just need them to vote on it. I need them here. Now. Uneducated votes. That's please, what I'm looking for. Please, please, please. Now. Robin initiated this conversation with Cody about, okay, we're not going to start arguing when we go inside, right? And then the first room they're in, she starts mumbling about how she wishes the house was for rent. Robin fantasizes about houses being for rent now. It's a <laughs> it's a new depth of married life. Now the big problem, Aurora really likes this house. She mistakenly says that out loud well, to Cody. She doesn't really say it. At first she whispers it and then Cody asks her to repeat herself. He said, what, what was that? And she says that she liked it. And then he immediately, she's in a happy <laughs> place. She's excited. That's what she wanted, right? That's what he wanted for her. This is this was the goal of bringing the kids. And then he immediately takes her down the path of doom and gloom. Crush it. Crush it and tells her, well, you know, you'd have to go to another school, right? Robin is within earshot and immediately stop stressing out my kids. This is the child that we just watched have an anxiety and or panic attack and who has been suffering from repeated panic attacks. Let's take her to a house. That's not in our school district. Get her to like it. Then when she tells us she likes it, we'll drop the bomb that, guess what? Not only are you going to have to move, you're going to have to make a whole bunch of new friends and get ready to adjust to a new school again. Don't freak out my kids That's going to do a lot to relax and relieve your anxiety. Robin was so worked up that we got hit with a double sitting there sentence. <laughs> He's sitting there expecting me to be sitting there sitting Who's sitting on the... She had a couple of sitting there's in this episode. Yes, I like how Robin swooped in immediately and tried to shut down the conversation. Don't, you don't do that to my kids. But she tells she tells Aurora, you won't have to go to another school. No schools. No, You're not going to a different school. No different school. And it's like, you don't know that. Yeah. I, did she even know that the house was in a different high school district? Cody seemed to know it. There's something that tells me that Cody would not Share that information. Yeah. Uh, they're so they're the biggest idiots. If you don't know if they go to the same schools, again, like ask some fucking questions. These people don't ask questions when they make large purchases. If the kids would need to transfer schools, it's not an option. Now, Robin fake screams in her talking head interview with the producers. So give her an Emmy for that. At least she changed things up here. Instead of crying and sobbing. We went to screaming. Well, there's plenty of time for the sobbing, too. Yeah, she'll get that in. She gets to work on both of them. Yeah. So they leave the house and they're standing outside talking about what they want to do. Again, Robin is relentless about the fact that she wants to rent. Needs to rent. So the real estate agent chimes in and she has a brilliant, beyond brilliant idea, guys. Buckle up. She has an idea. How about we approach the owners about renting, but we make them an offer that's going to exceed their expectations of a rental? Mm. You know what they should have done is had Ariella call and make them an awful like, good um, reveal. 
she's telling them that let's just straight up overpay. Just throw any amount of money that you can at them to get them to agree to this so that I can just be done with you people because I'm ready to move on. On the next one. I'm making it up in volume here. So this is when they decide the house is out of the school zone range. But hey, Cody will deal with that. He'll he'll cross that bridge when he gets to it. The first impossible task that he wants to achieve is asking the person who's selling their house to rent to them first. And then he can go figure out and sort out the whole school district issue. He'll fix that later. I'm sure. That's a follow up, you know. He'll fix it in post. Cody points out that if this ends up working out. Oh, my God. And Robin indeed gets her miracle. He is never going to be able to live this down. No. Because anytime he goes to argue with her, he won't be able to. Because Robin will just always be right. Because as long as she truly believes, God will always provide what she wants. She'd be the prophetess of the family. So he's rooting against her at this point. But can you imagine if it did, ha- if that did happen and that was the world that we lived in? No. I, I wouldn't be able to handle that. No. Moving forward, can you imagine what her ego would have been like if that did happen? Where God is in tune with her wants and desires in such a level where he makes these types of things happen right right at her feet? He makes everything on her vision board come true. Good Lord. Well, that's what happens when you sell your baby's soul to the lady in the woods. Lady in the woods. It's not God then, it's lady in the woods. (laughs) Lady in the woods will make you more powerful. Yeah, it's tempting. She'll build your house in six months. What was the travel budget this year? Because now we flash forward and Janelle is going back to see Maddie and Caleb again. Mm -hmm. This time Maddie is seven months pregnant and we hear immediately about how she wants to do another home birth. But it's very difficult to do that in North Carolina because, you know, they kind of have they have some issues with with women having babies in their own homes where they don't have immediate access to emergency services. Fair enough. So she's a little annoyed that she can't find a practitioner. So she's starting to think it's not going to happen. And she has also decided that she doesn't think she can do it herself, which thank God that is the real miracle of this episode. Yeah. There is no way I'm watching an episode of Maddie giving birth by herself in her home in North Carolina. Yeah. Just plopping a kid out in her bathtub. No. Alone. Be like the walking dead. Now we learn about a new fictional animal that I didn't know existed, and it's called the pregnancy unicorn. Yeah, Maddie is all in on a home birth, but she does not like being pregnant. That's why she wants a home birth. She just wants this done and over with. It's eviction time. (laughs) Yeah, Robin's not the only one getting evicted. (laughs) (laughs) So we get to hear about that all over again. Uh, Instead of Christine explaining it to Aspen, we get to hear Janelle explaining it to Maddie and family. Yeah, it was riveting. So the best part of this conversation is how it starts, because Maddie tells Janelle that she spoke to Cody and that he mentioned that Robin had to move. And Janelle clarifies Robin and Mary had to move. eh, eh. So Cody apparently seemed to have forgotten all about Mary. Oh, yeah. Mary is moving. Oh, huh. Well, shit, where is Mary? I haven't seen her in like three months. Shit, I didn't help her find a new rental. Huh. I didn't help her move I didn't sign, out I didn't of sign her old anything. place or into the new one. Did I sign something? Where oh, is uh, she? Huh. Huh. But that's, pretty, that's basically that whole segment. They had tacos. It was taco night. It was yeah, good. Yeah, Caleb asks how much Cody misses him. 
They're still trying to get everyone in this world to move to Flagstaff. Until they move again. Yeah. I've had enough of Maddie this season, guys. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. I know we're going to have to see her have that baby. Ugh. Yeah, next week. Trying to mentally prepare myself for that. They were already starting in on the footage. I can't promise. I can't promise we'll watch that part. We'll see. Yeah. Might fast forward. I got the gist of it. I understand what happens. All right. So we're at Robin's house and we're packing a fuck ton of knickknacks. Yeah, she's got a lot of useless shit, like a lot of precious moment dolls, which I always wondered who bought those things. Robin. But now we know. Right. Robin. She's wrapping them in, in bubble paper and newspaper and putting them in like Tupperware bin boxes. Yeah. She's got a whole system for wrapping all of these things that are. You she know, doesn't want Cody intruding on this system. So he's just asking, do you have box? Do you need a box? Do you need more boxes? You have a box. I have, I have boxes. I can get you another box. If you need a box, you going to put them in a box. It's you- like Cody has never packed before for a man whose wives have moved like 600 times in the past year. You know, he's not a day to day detail kind of guy. No. He's a big picture kind of guy. Now we get a flashback to earlier in the same episode. You guys remember when they went and looked at the houses? You remember that? Remember house number three? You remember that? The most in the recent other house? school district? The one that you saw before the commercial break? You remember that? That one. We learned something interesting here because Robin had a chance to buy back when Christine was buying. Cody took her out to the same neighborhood that Christine was looking in. And said, would you like to buy a house? I'm surprised he didn't point at the house that Christine was buying and say, Robin, <laughs> this is your house. You gotta, you're got you buying it. Robin, someone else put an offer in on this house, but we can outbid them. <laughs> well, no, and it's like the whole thing he did with, he gave Mary and he gave Robin <laughs> the same plot. Yeah. Everybody else is picked. So this one's yours, okay? Yeah, but that that was not good enough for Robin. She refused at the time. And instead, she got that big-ass rental house. And we still hear about how Robin doesn't understand why you would buy a house when you're planning to build. But she also doesn't understand why you would sign a one-year lease. So there's that. There's that. And then they're talking about how, you know, what do you think of the house that we looked at? It's okay. It's, yeah. uh, the rooms are nice. It's, it's, there's space. There's lots of rooms. But She's not that enthusiastic about it. She's we, not putting her, her cards out on the table yet. And then on her side interview, she's, you know, we don't have money for this. But honestly, when has that ever stopped the Browns from doing anything? Never. Never. Except for when their kids tried to go to college. Technicalities. <laughs> Again, Cody reminds her that, look, we don't have any more time to look for rentals. We have an impossible timeline right now to even buy a house what did you say that they have two more days at this point to put an offer in on something at most they're already again 45 days on average to close they need to be out of this house in 28 days so any way you cut it they're they're under the gun if i were cody at this point i would just leave her to her own devices i'd be like you know i've done everything to help you find something we've looked at rentals none of them have have worked out the ones that are even available. We looked at houses. We've tried to ask people who are selling their houses if they will rent to us. What else do you want me to do at this point? Figure it out yourself. God's going to provide. Something's going to pop up on the market. That's her. That is Robin's plan. And if she was given the ability to do that, to wait up until the day before they move out, that is what she would have done. And she would have been homeless. 
I would not have been there helping her pack. I would have been like, you know what? Why don't you call some of your sister wives? I know this is really mean, but at this point, she's done nothing to meet him halfway on anything. It's like she doesn't care what happens to the kids, even though she she brings that up in the conversation as like an afterthought. Of like, well, I, I need to figure out I need out to something. shelter my kids. I need, I need to, to shelter house my kids. kids. And it's like, yeah, you do. Uh-huh. So why are you making this so difficult? She keeps saying that she just doesn't know how to commit to this and she just needs more time to find a rental. But then that's the whole point that Cody's trying to explain to her. Time is a flat circle (laughs) and it's limited in its resources of what we're able to perceive in reality. This does not make sense to Robin because all she's saying is she just needs more time. She'll find a rental if she has time. So she needs time. Robin has been building a time machine. She's got a DeLorean in the garage. She's got a plan. It's going to go back in time, back to the time when they rented this house in Flagstaff. Two-year lease, please. She's going to ask for a two-year lease or she's going to move in, but she's never going to unpack her stuff and she's going to immediately start looking for a new house. This is the plan. This is the point that we're at. See, what's great is she would be the person who would build a time machine, go back in time to sign a two-year lease instead of a one-year lease and then get served the same notice that they're selling the house because that still would have been in the contract for a two-year <laughs> lease at the same time, and she'd be in the same situation. So she still wouldn't, even if she had a time machine, she wouldn't be able to fix this problem. So Robin is still begging Cody to get her a rental. So he breaks down, and he finally just agrees to call the seller of house number three and ask if they will rent their house. And it takes him a while to warm up here. He's kind of stalling Robin just thinks that he's mad at her and delaying this, putting it off because he doesn't want to even imagine that renting this house would be a possibility. Right. That's what she's upset about. She thinks that she thinks that this is him avoiding doing everything possible to get a rental because he just wants to buy now. She thinks that Cody's worried that the guy's going to say yes and that she's going to be right. But Robin can pinpoint people's expressions and read their emotions, but she's really, really bad (laughs) at determining the root cause of those emotions and kind of figuring out what that decision is and like where it comes from. So the whole reason Cody tries to explain to her too, I'm just trying to build up my tenacity to even call this guy and he knows this is a really stupid idea stretch and you know how he knows because he's done it before (laughs) robin has asked him to do this before this is not the first house at this point in the search over the past three months that he has desperately called the seller and asked if they will rent it and he has been denied every single time so we finally work up the nerve ring 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 hey craig (laughs) um it's curtis oh curtis Watching him watch this footage back and reflect on it was amazing. We're off to a good start. Cody tells Curtis that they looked at the house last week, which I guess there was no pressure to just make a decision at that point. But he now asks if they'd consider leasing the house for like something like a year and a half, two years. And then he has the nerve to put the pressure on Curtis to make a decision within a day or two. Because they got to be out. They got to be out. Sorry. Sorry to do this to you, Craig or Curtis or whatever the fuck your name is. But I really need you to decide if you're willing to rent me your house instead of selling it. In Cody's aside interview, he admits that whatever this dude comes back as with a number, he would pay that. 
whatever the number is. Yeah, this this was an interesting. Yeah, he's this, so desperate at this point because he knows that whatever they end up paying in rent over that span of time, he'll be able to build. Well, the key part of this was he said that it will allow him to build their houses and Robin can be where she wants to be, even if that takes a small fortune. So again, the queen gets what she wants. Now, I said the thing about Curtis because his wife has to be sitting next to him. Like you can picture it. She's like, sure. She's furiously shaking her head at him during this conversation and telling him to just get the jackass off the phone and hang up with him and tell him, no, we're selling our house. We're not renting it. Yeah, because the whatever move in date Cody threw out there end of July, whatever the date was, Curtis's response was, that'll put us under some pressure. <laughs> mm, that's not going to be good for us. Yeah, let's just inconvenience everyone else with our problems. You know, I'm pretty bad. Way. I'm pretty bad at planning my own life. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you to go ahead and rearrange your life to help accommodate me with my issues that I'm having. So Cody's take on the phone call is that it's a miracle that Curtis is even considering renting to them at all. And he's thankful for that opportunity. And so he ends the call, gets out of there as quick as he can. Robin also says that she would never have left Las Vegas if she knew that they were going to need to be moving repeatedly in the course of a year. I like that this was where it finally clicked because Cody has been explaining this so many different ways to Robin and it finally makes sense. Does it? finally starts to make sense. There's an indication that it's making sense. Robin's finally broken down now and she's at the point where she said, okay, if we, if the guy comes back and says, no, we won't rent you our home, then I will agree to putting an offer in on this house. It took her so long to get to that point. Right. She gets there though, with the caveat that they can put in an offer on the house and They'll just have the plan of backing out if they find a rental. God brings them this rental at the last moment. Robin sees this as a continuation of God's ultimate promise to her of providing a rental by putting the idea into her head during this conversation that if you do put an offer to bid on this house, keep the earnest money low so you can back out when I drop a rental in your lap the day before you have to move out of this house. Right. She has no issue with the idea of screwing over the owners of the house. Let's remember, we watched these same people complain at the beginning of the season for multiple episodes about how their houses were not selling as quickly as they needed them to and that they were not going to financially be able to afford what they had if they didn't get some of these houses sold. But let's put an offering on a house. Let's keep the earnest money low so we can just walk away And we'll just rent at the last minute and leave them high and dry. What's wrong with that? That works. Cody, to our surprise, does actually have an issue with this entire scheme that Robin's thought up. Because he says that if he puts an offer in on a house, it's because he's serious about it. He's going to buy it. That's the point. Well, he's also mad that Robin's not getting excited. If you're going to spend this much money on such a large purchase, you have to be excited about it. It's called earnest money for a reason. Earnest means Serious in intention, purpose, or effort. It means you're serious. Yeah, this isn't serious money for Robin. This is sure money. There's a difference between sure and yes for Robin. And we find that out pretty quickly. And she actually tells us that she isn't serious about buying the house until basically the point where they just need her signature. If they get to that point, she'll show up. She's just basically giving Cody a sure to his plan right now. She's not really on board. 
She's not really agreeing with him. She's not really saying, okay. She's just saying, I'm along for the ride until my plan works out because God's going to come through. And then I can say, I told you so. Right. Cody has a realization that they've been talking about this same crap over and over again and that all they're doing is rehashing the same freaking argument about renting versus buying. Thank you. So it took Cody 12 episodes to get to the point that every single viewer on a weekly basis is at for this season. Record time. And then he also has a a second epiphany here and says that they would have saved a fortune if they had just freaking stayed in Las Vegas. No shit. That's what everybody's said to him. Since, I mean, since the first episode, we've Since he was trying to convince all of the wives to go. Well, he told them they were going to make a small fortune. Right. Instead, they spent a small fortune. Wrong way. Robin cries again. Yeah. He still wants to look for rentals. We get it. We get it. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest buys a house. She tells us she's refusing to lay down her sword because she just can't end the fight despite reality. I'm ready for her to fall on her sword. Don't just (laughs) lay it down. Next week, Flagstaff becomes the 10th circle of hell as fire and brimstone enclose Mary's new rental home. It's a feature. It's a it's a selling point. Robin also moves out of her rental, but to where? I don't know. And Maddie thinks she's going into labor, but Cody can't handle leaving Robin to pay attention to anyone in the rest of the family. It's too much. It's too much to ask for. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving an iTunes review. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. You can follow us on Twitter at surviving underscore pod, where we live tweet the episodes every Sunday. Huge thanks to you, our fellow survivors out there. You're not alone, and we'll all get through this together. Stay tuned, share with friends, and see you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com